Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Hello and welcome to Daily NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Jason Smith alongside Michael Fabiano, Adam Rank, and the Admiral Akbar Bajabiamila. All your fallout from a huge Week 15. Hopefully you started Jamal Charles and didn't go against him. This is exactly what happened in our Experts League playoffs. We'll tell you how that shook out coming up later on. We'll go through all the big top performers from Sunday. Tell you you can trust these guys in Week 16 for your championship week. And what about the disappointments? Will these guys bounce back and you can put them in your lineup as you play for a title? Another award-winning edition of That Helps No One and an early look at the waiver wire. Can you trust guys like Kirk Cousins, Jay Cutler, and others as you get ready to play for all the marbles? Michael Fabiano, who had the misfortune of playing against Adam Rank and running back Jamal Charles in the NFL.com Experts League semifinals this week, Fabs. I'm sorry. You know, bad luck. When you get to the fantasy postseason, a lot of times it's all about luck. And when you play somebody who has a guy who has over 50 fantasy points, that's just darn old rotten luck. Now, I played four leagues where Jamal Charles was either on my team or playing against me, and I went 2-2. Two and two. I actually lost to Nicky Zalumis from NFL AM, despite the fact that I had Charles. Then in another league, I beat someone who had Charles. So I still went 2-2, two for two, and we're still looking good in my nine leagues. Now, we thought Jamal Charles was going to have the greatest fantasy day in the history of football. He could have. He was over 50 fantasy points going to the fourth quarter. He was just, look, less than five away from Clinton Portis, but... Didn't get the football in the fourth quarter. He settles for number three, but there's a trend you're seeing on this board right here. Jamal Charles did it against Oakland. Doug Martin, 51 fantasy points last year. Fabs, didn't Nick Foles also have seven touchdowns against? The Oakland Raiders. The Oakland Raiders. They need Akbar back. They need a pass rusher. They need to do something. Empty your bench. And they play this week? The San Diego Chargers. And they will be super this week against Oakland. You can almost guarantee that. Phillip Rivers, Ryan Matthews, Keenan Allen. Kellen Winslow, get him on your lineup. Start Stan Humphreys, Natron Means, Marion Butts, all these guys. Natron get him in your Means, lineup. nice. You like that one? I think I had him on a fantasy team back in the day. Yeah, Natron, he, early 90s. He, he was, was good. good. He was That's good. right. Yeah. All right, now coming up, we'll run down all the big injuries from Sunday's Week 15 action and the rest of our top performers. But for now, let's send it over to Adam Rank and Akbar Bajabi Amila for the breakdown of the Monday night tilt between the Ravens and the Lions. 
Thank you very much. Jason, what do you say? Making a comeback, Akbar? Uh, no, that's negative. No. No, okay. I, I saw a guy, though, that on that highlight that looked, kind of looked like me missed a tackle. Yes. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I will, I'll leave that one alone, but let's talk about the Monday night game at hand. The defending Super Bowl champion Baltimore Ravens taking on the Detroit Lions. And we will start with the Ravens. One of the most biggest, I would say, enigmas of the season has been Ray Rice. What do you see out of him tonight? Well, you know, for Ray Rice, this is a very touch, uh, tough matchup going up against the Detroit Lions. You know, outside of that big game he had in week five, excuse me, Chicago last week, his biggest game is in week five against the Miami Dolphins. But I think one thing that I am going to say for Ray Rice is that this could be a statement game for him. And the reason why is they've added another element to this game, and that's in who? Dennis Pitta. Dennis mm-hmm. Pitta came back, and we saw that production from Ray Rice, I think that we'll see that same type of production. He'll give you about 10 fantasy points in this game because they're going to have vertical threat. We'll get to the projections in a minute, Akbar. Hold back. Okay, okay easy, buddy. How about Torrey Smith? What do we see out of him tonight? But don't give the projection just yet. I won't. He's going to have to have a bounce-back game because this last game we all thought, oh, well, this is, you know, last week we thought Torrey Smith was going to be that guy. Well, this oh, yeah. game is going to be a little different. I think he'll be able to take advantage of this matchup because when you look at this, the Lions are giving up the second-most fantasy points to the wide receiver position, that's because they aren't able to get to the quarterback. They're not in sync with that defensive line front. Right now, they're second to last as far as getting to the quarterbacks. So that's going to be a lot of time for Joe Flacco to pick apart that defense. Okay, they've been they've been tough against tight ends, though. And now Dennis Pitta has come back, had a great game last week. What do we see out of him tonight? Uh, another big game. In his very first game, you mean to tell me they targeted him 11 times? That's a statement. You know how comfortable Joe Flacco feels with Dennis Pitta. And he only had 36 snaps out of their 85 snaps. So think about that. He still had very good production with limited amount of snaps. I think they're going to increase it now because he's going to be in shape and ready to go. So they're basically throwing it to him every time he's on the field. Very good. Very good. (laughs) Here are our projections for Monday night for the Ravens, even though Akbar wanted to spoil it. There is the big reveal with 10 points for Ray Rice. I have him for four, but you convinced me. That's a good point about Dennis Pitta. Something to think about going forward. Passing game always opens up the run game. Opening it up. All right, but let's go over to the other side of the football. We will start with the Detroit Lions. And I guess if you have Matthew Stafford at this point, you have to be feeling pretty good. What do you see tonight? This is a dynamic offense. Matthew Stafford has always been that guy. But if you think about why Matthew Stafford has been so good, now I know he's not coming off of the best performance, but in general, he has Calvin Johnson. But on top of that, he has a very strong arm. He has a quick release, and he's got a good offensive line. Now get this. This offensive line has allowed... Matthew Stafford to be the least sacked quarterback in the NFL. Again, that gives him the opportunity to break down the opposing team's defense. And so now we're looking at Matthew Stafford in his matchup. You know, he got, you know, this team was being called out in the media. I say Matthew Stafford is going to have a big game. ESPN is reporting that the Lions expect Bush to have a normal workload after missing last week with a calf injury. Can we trust him? I hope that every single fantasy owner has forgiven Reggie Bush for what he did last week. It cost me my matchup. Of course, I should have won. I'm not bitter. I'm telling you guys all to forgive Doesn't him. Doesn't sound like but it. But he's going to come back, and he's going to be right where he left off. I think he's going to be that type of runner. When you look at this team, they've only – this Raiders defense is very tough. They've only allowed, you know, one 100-yard rusher. Oh, yeah. But he's involved in the passing game. That helps Reggie Bush in his value. Reggie Bush has a good game against the Baltimore Ravens. You think of all the big names that have left the Ravens' defense over the last couple of years, but as you said, very good against the run. Calvin Johnson continues to put up epic stat lines each and every week. What are we going to say about him right now 
that we couldn't say before. Well, I'll say this, that uh, safety Matt Elam kind of already gave up the game plan <laughs> for the Ravens when he called Calvin Johnson out, called him old, and then said they were going to make him uncomfortable by getting physical. Are you kidding me? As my boy George Jones used to say, that is just silly. That's <laughs> silly. You can't do that to Calvin Johnson, get physical, call him old, and not expect to be to get abused. Calvin Johnson is going to abuse this secondary group, and he's going to go for a big game. Let me ask you, as a former player, if you saw somebody say something like that about your big star, how would you respond? Oh, you get in his ear, you text him, you get in his ear and tell him how much that other guy is non talking nonsense. And here are the projections. We look at big nights from Matthew Stafford, Reggie Bush. Huge night. You've got him there. Uh, Joy Bell, also a pretty nice game. And, of course, Calvin Johnson going out being Calvin Johnson. I'm worried if I was going against Calvin Johnson, okay. that they were really going to showcase it. <laughs> that they were really going to show the Ravens, like, your kicker is talking about the best player in football, possibly. Right. Like, like why real. would you do that? It says, get real. What do you say? Real. real talk? Real talk? This is get real, real talk. Real. Yeah. Get real. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Remember to check out NFL Fantasy Live again tonight at 1 a.m. Eastern on NFL Network as we recap all the action from tonight's game with all your fantasy highlights and advice and all that good stuff. And with that, Jason, I will send it back to you. Thanks, guys. Time for more of the latest headlines from around the league. Going to talk about some injuries. First one, Andre Ellington, a thigh injury. He is going to be fine, according to head coach Bruce Arians. Fabs, Ellington's really come on the last couple of weeks. He has, but the matchup upcoming is not very good against the Seattle Seahawks. All right, we got some other banged-up Cardinals on this board right here. Larry Fitzgerald, Carson Palmer, Victor Cruz, Donald Brown, Joe Hayden, and Jermaine Gresham. Don't forget, for the latest injury news, log on to NFL.com slash injuries. As far as Fitzgerald goes, he was tested for a concussion after suffering a hit to the head on an onside kick Sunday in Nashville, likely going to have to pass the league's concussion protocols before he is cleared for Week 16. Fabs, if he misses your fantasy championship, is it as simple as picking up Michael Floyd or Andre Roberts? No, because this is in Seattle. Who on that Arizona Cardinals offense can you trust outside of Fitzgerald? And maybe you can't even trust him. That's where offense is going to die, Jason, the great Northwest. Two injury concerns for Giants wideout Victor Cruz, who suffered a concussion and a sprained knee in the Giants' loss to the Seattle Seahawks. Best wishes for Victor Cruz. Get healthy soon. But, Fabs, can you really trust to play any Giants at this point? Only Andre Brown. That's about the only guy. And even he had a bad game yesterday. But I think that was more about the matchup against the same Seattle Seahawks. Big defensive injury to tell you about. Brown shut down cornerback Joe Hayden. Could miss the rest of the season with a hit pointer. This, according to NFL media insider Ian Rappaport. So, with Cleveland traveling to the Meadowlands in Week 16, can you finally start a Jets wide receiver? Are you serious? I, it begs the question. Really? It doesn't sure beg it the does. question. No, it doesn't. Is, is the Jets, do they have any fantasy-relevant wide receivers at all? Begging and fantasy points go hand-in-hand hand with the Jets. <laughs> no, no not, in, not in championship week. No, thank you. In Minnesota, Vikings head coach Leslie Frazier said that he expects Adrian Peterson to come back next week. This likely makes Matt Asiata a Dexys Midnight Runners one-hit wonder. So while you're starting Adrian Peterson, what does this mean if you still own Toby Gerhardt, Matt Asiata? Do you hold on to him? Do you waive him? What do you do? I wait and hold on to him until we know for sure, hey, Peterson practices on Wednesday, practices on Thursday, everything's looking good. Then you can go ahead and drop those guys. But Asiata, he's like the Nick Lucci of 2013. <laughs> you remember him? He was the Bengals running yep. back who came in for one week when Corey Dillon and Rudy Johnson were hurt, and he had two touchdowns and 
No one started him because no one ever heard of him. Yeah, Matt Asi had a 30 touch. He only had 51 yards. Yeah, he averaged touches, fewer than two yards a carry, but those goal line carries. That's what carried him. There you go. Maybe Matt Asiata got you to championship week. If so, congratulations. Raise your hand if you thought Alex Smith, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Matt Castlin, Matt Flynn would all be among the top five scoring quarterbacks for week 15. No. Put your hands down, you liars. All of you. Fabs, is this a one-week thing, or do these backup quarterbacks have long-term value? No, there are some of them that I actually like. Kirk Cousins, Ryan Fitzpatrick, they have good matchups. Matt Flynn, no. That was about the Dallas Cowboys and their awful defense. I would not even touch Matt Flynn. Give me a confidence level you would have in starting a guy like a Tannehill or a Kirk Cousins that you just taken off the waiver wire a couple weeks ago. Well, it's not like you're starting Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers if he comes back or Peyton Manning, but I have pretty pretty good confidence in these guys. Listen, quarterbacks, regardless of name, can put up numbers both on the field and from a fantasy perspective. We have seen that all season long. And Kirk Cousins is playing the Cowboys this week. That's a great matchup. Fitzpatrick is playing the Jaguars. Great matchup. So I would be confident in these guys. It's not like 10 years ago where these young quarterbacks and these no-name quarterbacks came in and it was kind of football folly. We're going right? to run the football exactly. a lot. Sure. That's not the same NFL as we play in today, my friend. All right, coming up, Fabs will tell you if guys like Jay Cutler can be trusted to win a championship for you. I just said Cutler and championship in the same sentence. We'll tell you who's worth a spot start for Week 16. But for now, enjoy some non-moving images with throwback staticky radio calls attached. Charles finds the promised land for the fifth time in the game. Touchdown! And the Packers have the lead! A day to remember for Matt Asiata. He's got his man, Jones. Did he get in? Yes! Castle to Greg Jennings. 57 yards and a Vikings lead. Balls a punt fake. Now he falls. End zone. Touchdown! Deshaun Jackson. It is Asiata and Smith, toss it to Charles. Jamal Charles, monster day for Charles. Kaboom. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Remember, while you're watching the games on Sunday or Monday, tweet us at NFL Fantasy when you see a big performance. Use the hashtag Kaboom as you track the guys whose fantasy production exploded on the field. None bigger than Jamal Charles, who we thought was going to break Clinton Portis' all-time record for fantasy points in the game. He had over 50 going into the fourth quarter. Fell just short because he didn't get the football, but still over 50 fantasy points. Nick Foles is on this list. Matt Asiata, Ryan Tannehill, a couple of guys are going to get to, but you see that big 51-50 from Jamal Charles. And thanks <laughs> to that. It was crazy. <laughs> it was literally crazy. We were sitting there, Akbar and I were watching the games with uh, Chris Rose and Michael Irvin. I joked. I said, well, if I get 40 from Charles... And I get 30 from Romo. I'm in good shape. Anyway, yeah, but, you were, but you were a little nervous, and I had to give him a, a little, little nervous. Talk. I had I to get Michael Irvin to give him a little Cowboys, little pep talk little pep in the locker talk. room and say, it's going to be. No, no, I, I, no Fabs is going to get me. No, Fabs is gonna, I said, relax. He's got 37 <laughs> points. It's not even halftime yet. Michael caught the towel that I was ready to throw in. <laughs> <laughs> he pushed off Akbar to do it. But he still caught it. Oh, so boy. Rank is in the experts' lead finals, although he had a 25-point lead, and thanks to the final minute with Tony Romo, you only won by a point. Yes, that's true. That was All those I wanted to bench him. I'm like, <laughs> why can I not bench Tony Romo right now during the game? All right, another quarterback in the NFC East who continues to chew up yards and fantasy points. Nick Foles had a great matchup against Minnesota Akbar, and he didn't disappoint. No, he didn't, and he's so well, I mean, just threaded just nicely in this offense for Chip Kelly, and he's continuously shown that when you look at his production, 
production. He's put up big numbers. I mean, consecutive 33 fantasy points. I mean, just stop and think about that, how high we were on Michael Vick coming into the year, and now all of a sudden you're looking at 22-plus fantasy points in five of the last six games. He's somebody that's going to continue to put up strong QB number one uh, production. Yeah, there's only one or two guys you're maybe starting over him the rest of the way. Now, Ryan Tanhill, we hit on our bold predictions yesterday pretty good, but ranked doubly so. You said the Dolphins are going to pull the upset they did, right. and Tanhill would outpoint Tom Brady. He did. It was a huge game, and I did not start Ryan Tannehill over the aforementioned Tony Romo, and it nearly cost me, but Tannehill has been really fantastic over the last couple of weeks. He scored at least 21 fantasy points in three consecutive games. He has six touchdown passes in his last two, and his fantasy points have increased in four consecutive weeks. Now he's got a tough matchup coming up against the Bills, who headed into week 15, had allowed the fewest fantasy points over the last month, but still, great option. All right, Matt Asiata, Akbar, you said it on Sunday. He was going to have a big day. They're going to give him the football a ton. Matt Asiata did. However, it looks like Adrian Peterson's going to be back this week, so could just be a one-hit wonder. Well, for the Minnesota Vikings, this perhaps is the greatest discovery since Christopher Columbus discovered North America because they at least now know that, <laughs> that they have a third running back in Matt Asiata. Now, of course, he didn't get a lot of yards. He had a lot of carries, not a lot of yards, but he was a vulture in the, in the end zone. Am I going to get a Constantly day off getting there. for Asiata day? <laughs> Okay, so Asiata in America, Asiata, and then putting a man on the moon, apparently. All right, how about Matt Flynn, Fabs? Nearly 300 yards and all those touchdowns. Four touchdowns. This guy had been cut by the Seahawks. The Raiders let him go. Nobody wanted him. And you know how you find success in this league when you're a quarterback and nobody wants you? You play against the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> this guy scores over 20 fantasy points. And if you pick Matt Flynn up, you are chasing the points. He will not do this again. This was all on the Cowboys' awful, pathetic Terrible oh, wow, you're using defense. some strong adjectives here. I'm not bitter, though. Okay, no, I see. <laughs> Do you trust the wide receivers a little bit more? No. I, I, Jordy Nelson's the only guy that I would start. Listen, the Cowboys, they stink. This is this was all about the matchup, guys. And I'm a Cowboys fan. This was, I know. I, yeah. After, we're going to have a hug. But yeah. this was all about the matchup. Yeah. It was. No, I understand. I yeah. totally understand. It's going to be okay. And, and I had to play rank in Jamal Charles. I had a rough weekend. <laughs> Ooh, wow. It's like we had a Dr. Phil for everybody on this oh, show. Boy. Where's Dr. Affiliate when I need him? Well, let's take a look at our top performers, 11 through 20. The guys just outside the top 10. D'Angelo Williams had that huge screen pass for a touchdown against the Jets. Greg Jennings had the long touchdown. Des Bryant bounces back from a big week. Cried after the game, wouldn't talk to the press, didn't matter. He still gave you over 21 fantasy points. He wasn't points. the only one crying after that game. And there's Kirk Cousins. We talked about him yesterday being a great spot start. 21 fantasy points. They like to throw the football. And Cousins is a guy, Fabs. Can you trust him the rest of the way now? Yes, you can. I said on yesterday's show that Kirk Cousins was a very big sleeper, and this was a great matchup. And guys, guess who he plays in Week 16? Uh, let me guess. The Dallas Cowboys? The Dallas Cowboys are playing the Washington Redskins in Washington next week. Kirk Cousins, and I'm going to say this twice so people hear me, Kirk Cousins will be in my top 10 among quarterbacks for Week 16. Boy, that deserves... Kirk Cousins will be in my top 10 among quarterbacks That deserves a Medea Heller. All right, Greg Jennings got the money earlier part of the season rank, and now he finally gives you a big game. Yeah, when it's probably way too late for all your fantasy <laughs> teams. A season-high 13 targets, but what's interesting to note here is Vince Scully would say four receiving touchdowns this season, all from Matt Castle, but still... I find it very hard to trust Greg Jennings going forward. As Michael said, you would just be chasing the fantasy points if you did. All right, now it's never too early to start thinking about 2014 coming up. We'll give you an early look at our top 10 players at quarterback, running back, tight end, and wide receiver for next season. But next, 
Did you have a case of the Sundays because some of your studs turn invisible? And more importantly, can you trust these players to bounce back for next week? We'll have our answers as NFL Fantasy Live continues. Akbar, give me a Kleenex. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. No one likes to be disappointed, but I'm a Jets fan. Fabs is a Cowboys fan. Akbar played for the Raiders. We all know what it feels like. To be disappointed, so we're the ones who can really help you deal with disappointment like you got this week. I don't know. From our teams, and you got from these players you expected plenty of fantasy points from Andre Johnson, 1.8, Shane Vereen, Jordan Cameron, who was living on this fantasy disappointments list the last few weeks, Bobby Rainey, Ben Roethlisberger. LaShawn McCoy did have 10 fantasy points, but Barris said higher for McCoy with a great matchup against the Vikings. But the name to watch on this list is Shane Vereen. Just over two fantasy points in fast. You lost your Experts League matchup against Adam Rank, uh, partly because Shane Vereen gave you this kind of week. Well, and partly because Rank had Jamal Charles. He had 51 fantasy points yeah. against me. Still only lost by about 10, but you know what? These things happen in the fantasy playoffs. I still have faith in Vereen, especially in PPR leagues. But the game plan yesterday was Edelman. Amendola and very little from those running backs in New England. So a flex now only for Shane Green. Standard, for this week. but in PPR, I still think he's a two. All right, Akbar. How about Hakeem Nix? Another bad week for him. Well, you know, I, I don't know that at this point you'd ever want to trust Hakeem Nix. I mean, especially this year. But really, you look at the play. We saw earlier Eli Manning having negative fantasy points. Well, that hurts Hakeem Nix, uh, his fantasy value. But mostly, too, you look at that great interception there by Richard Sherman. The press corners were being physical with them. They were in their face. They took out Victor Cruz in the game. And still yet, he wasn't productive. Uh, I say Hakeem Nix is not a guy that you want to play moving forward. Sheldon Richardson had a touchdown yesterday. He's a defensive lineman for the Jets. That's more than Akeem Nix had. More. (laughs) Unreal. All right, let's move on to Jordan Cameron. And here's the thing with Jordan Cameron, Akbar. If we say a guy's a disappointment for so long, eventually, don't we have to just take him off this board and out of this segment? (laughs) Well, you know what? Jordan Cameron is a talented tight end, and we've seen that throughout this season. Now, last couple of games has been off. He's gone through the whole quarterback circuit. But when you look at this first quarter, they didn't get a lot of snaps. They had about, what, six snaps in the first quarter? So you could tell they were out of sync and out of rhythm. Very hard to get the game plan, especially when a team, they thrive in having a rhythm and playing a game. And they didn't have that rhythm, and Jordan Cameron got got the better end of that, as well as uh, Josh, Josh Gordon. Well, you know what gets me about this is that Josh Gordon has proven he can do it from any quarterback. Everybody that's played this season, he's had big games, but it seems like Jordan Cameron Fabs is not Jason Campbell's guy. Clearly not, and the targets are down when Campbell is at the quarterback position, but the tight end spot is just so weak this year. You still almost have to play you, the you guy. You have to play him. What are you going to do? You have to recognize him for his true talent. He is a talented tight end, like I mentioned earlier, and he's going to take advantage of those matchups. They got off offensively, they were just off to a very bad start. Yeah, now a low-end number one for Jordan Cameron. Let's go to Andre Johnson now against Indianapolis, and we thought he was going to have a big game, and another week where Andre Johnson, you left scratching your head saying, is he still the elite wide receiver we thought he was? Well, you know what? For the most part, Andre Johnson's been pretty good. He still doesn't get in the end zone enough, and unfortunately, I had A.J. in the Celebrity League where it looks like I could lose to Natalie Coughlin. I still got... A player going tonight, but she has Calvin Johnson. I still think (laughs) this sort of was just a blip on the radar. You're still not going to bench Andre Johnson if you survived week 15, but this really hurt. This was a tough one to overcome. Even in a PPR league, nothing. Akbar, 56 points for the Chiefs. 
Hardly any for Dwayne Bowe. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that was the big reason. I mean, Jamal Charles just kind of hogged it up. It was mostly, too, that the Raiders' defense just couldn't stop this offense for the Kansas City Chiefs, and you couldn't get Dwayne Bowe the ball. I mean, as soon as they jumped up special teams defensively, they were kind of hitting on every cylinder, and it just wasn't a Dwayne Bowe game. And I've been chanting his name early. I mean, for the last couple of weeks, Dwayne Bowe is a very good wide receiver in this offense. They – they just anticipate that the Raiders are going to lay down for him. All right, LaShawn McCoy did have over 10 fantasy points, Fabs, against the Vikings. But still, when it comes to a matchup like this, you're expecting more. You are definitely expecting him to score at least 15 to 18, somewhere in that range. He didn't get it done. But there is good news for fantasy owners who have LaShawn McCoy. Assuming you still won in Week 15. He plays the Bears next week. Oh, wow. And you can't get a better matchup as a running back unless maybe you're playing the well, So what are you saying? You're saying that he's going to break another <laughs> break another record? I think LaShawn McCoy is going to put up big numbers in week six. 300 yards. If you're playing the Bears and you're a running back, if you're uh, playing the Cowboys and you're anything, you're going to have a big week. All right. Even Matt Flynn. Yeah. I'm ready to denounce the Cowboys. Fantasy disappointments. What I tell you, we've all oh, known how man. to deal with them. Tweet us. We'll tell you how to deal with it at NFL Fantasy. Straight ahead. Can you trust Sunday's top performers to do it again for you in week 16? Rankin Akbar will tell you if guys like Rashad Jennings and Ryan Fitzpatrick can be trusted in your fantasy championship. Yes, I'm serious. Plus, Fabs will also have an early look at this week's waiver wire. How valuable are guys like Ryan Tannehill and Kirk Cousins? And who can you start them over? This is NFL Fantasy Live. Time for some target practice. Wondering who's getting the most targets in the passing game? Our weekly recap of the players who were given the most opportunities on Sunday is just ahead. Plus, we're making you smarter with some of the lessons we learned in week 15. Spoiler alert, some of our experts are still learning to trust Tom Brady. And the envelope, please. We're unveiling our nominees for our year-end fantasy awards. Find out who made the list and how you can vote as NFL Fantasy Live continues. Usually by this time of year, you're not picking up free agents and inserting them into your starting lineup. However, this is no ordinary year. Let's look at some players who will be widely available this week and will garner a ton of interest. Kirk Cousins, owned in less than 5% of all NFL.com leagues. Jordan Todman, less than 1%. Ryan Tannehill, Jay Cutler. These are all players who can help you this coming week, Fabs. And Jay Cutler's a guy, look, you've been saying it for a long time. No matter who plays quarterback for the Bears, you can trust him. These guys have been on the waiver wire list for a couple of weeks now, and some of these guys really just proved that, hey, they deserve to be starters in fantasy football. Jay Cutler, yeah, he had a couple of picks, but he also put up some pretty good numbers against the Cleveland Browns on the road. Brandon Marshall was fantastic. Alshon Jeffrey made another spectacular catch in the end zone. Jay Cutler's got the weapons. He's in an offense where he can thrive, and this is a guy you should pick up and start if you need a quarterback. Yesterday's show, you said, I'm starting Jordan Todman in a lot of leagues. I believe in him. He had a huge day last week. Now, what about going forward for Jordan Todman? It all depends on the status of Maurice Jones-Drew. If this kid becomes the featured back for the Jaguars over the last couple of weeks of the season, boy, he's a pretty good fantasy option, especially this week. In Week 16, they're playing the Tennessee Titans, who have one of the worst rush defenses in the National Football League. We also recommended Kirk Cousins on Sunday, and he really came through for you. You know, Fabs, it's a shame he doesn't have a good matchup this week. Yeah, he doesn't have a good matchup this week. The Dallas Cowboys, wait a minute. That is the best matchup any quarterback can have in the entire NFL. Kirk Cousins was somebody, again, you said, we said, play him if you need a quarterback in Week 15. He played well. The fantasy points were there. This is a bad defense, so what's going to happen a lot of times? They're going to have to throw to come back to try to erase early deficits. And as we mentioned... They're playing the Dallas Cowboys in Week 16. You can't get a better matchup 
if you're a quarterback. The Seattle Seahawks are like the most interesting man in the world. They don't often throw the football, but when they do, <laughs> they throw it to Doug Baldwin. I like that, Smith. That was clever of you. But <laughs> Doug you. Baldwin has been very underrated over the last four or five weeks. He's played extremely well. Our stage manager, T.O., has got him, and he loves him. He puts up big fantasy points, and you don't expect him to. Baldwin is suddenly a guy you could start as a three, and if you've had him over the last couple weeks and been starting him, kudos to you. As a Mets fan, no one knows the following statement is true more than me. It's never too early to start thinking about next year. <laughs> so with that in mind, we're going to look at our early top ten list at every position for 2014. Going to kick it off with the quarterbacks. These are my top ten quarterbacks for 2014. Drew Brees, number one. Nick Foles, number two. Peyton Manning, number three. Yes, Peyton Manning having a year from the ages, but I'm, I'm projecting forward fabs, and you can't ignore what Nick Foles has done despite not becoming the starter until midway through the season. Very bold, my friend. Very bold, but Nick Foles is going to be a high-end number one quarterback next season in the offense of Chip Kelly with the weapons that he's got there. He is going to be a fantasy star. Phillip Rivers back in that top ten after the year he's having. Let's get to the running backs, Fabs, and a load of interesting things here. you got Jamal Charles, number one. Arian Foster drops down all the way to number seven. We've got to see what happens. This is going to be a story that fantasy owners and myself will be covering all offseason. Arian Foster's return from that back injury. Reggie Bush, Eddie Lacy, Le'Veon Bell I love. Another guy that I don't have on there that could sneak in, Giovanni Bernard. A lot of stuff happens in the offseason, but right now that's what you're looking at. That Le'Veon Bell, oh, he's good. Underrated. How about the Titans and the wide receivers? Let's throw it over to Adam Rank and Akbar Asiata, Biamila. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jason. We'll keep rolling with our 2014 preview. And I know deep in his heart of hearts, Akbar feels he is a wide receiver. Yeah, so we, I, actually, that's my favorite position. So we allowed you to rank the top 10 wide receivers for 2014. And it's no surprise, Calvin Johnson leads the list at number one, followed by Josh Gordon, Alshon Jeffries. Yeah. Jump in there, Akbar. Well, I was going to say, my surprise was with the Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon has really made a statement for himself to be that number two wide receiver. But right beneath him is a guy I'm really excited about, Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey, to me, is what... You know, with that combination, him and Brandon Marshall, that's what we thought and we're excited about with Julio Jones and Roddy White. And at the bottom of this list, Keenan Allen, another young wide receiver that I'm really excited to see how he continues to develop with Phillip Rivers. And here are my top ten tight ends with Jimmy Graham leading the list, followed by Julius Thomas, Vernon Davis, Jordan Cameron, Dennis Pitta, and of course, I wanted to put Rob Gronkowski on this list. But unfortunately, our producer, Alex Q. Wilk, would not allow me to put Gronkowski because we just don't know about him. But right. if he, I mean, if he, that's a hard one. If he's able to come back next year, he will certainly be on the, in the top five. But right now, let's take a look at the top ten performers from Sunday. Jamal Charles. I had him. I are you happy heard. about that? I know you are. I was pretty thrilled with yeah. that. Yes, thank you very much. I was much. excited for you. Nick Foles, who has been highly recommended week in, week out. Alex Smith, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Matt Castle. And here is 11 through 20, led by D'Angelo Williams, Greg Jennings. EJ Manuel makes the list. That was your bold prediction. You said four touchdowns. He had just three. Yeah, well, he got close, but we knew he was going to have a big game. Yeah, you know, well, he went, that's the thing. You, you should still have to apologize for it. No, I'm not going to apologize. That was a bold prediction. <laughs> but, you, but you okay, you nailed it. Anybody who started and only got that one touchdown, then yes. We're sorry that he didn't get four. <laughs> he only Manuel got you balled three. out. <laughs> All right. Now, coming up, we celebrate the little guys, the underdogs, the fellas who get no respect. The, oh, who am I kidding? These guys help no one. Warm up your vocal cords. We'll be right back right after this. Second and ten. 
for Wilson. He hits Baldwin on the slam, and Baldwin gets in. Touchdown, Seattle. Time to throw, and he's got his open man in the completion. Amendola. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Every week on NFL.com, I write a column called Targets and Touches. It spotlights the pass catchers who amass the most targets every week and the running backs whose total touches that week merit attention. Hopefully, this helps you decide which players are worthy of starting or picking up in free agency and which ones are just a passing fancy. You can check it out at NFL.com slash targets. So right now, we're going to look at the running backs before we look at the pass catchers. And we thought we knew Akbar going into Sunday. Chris Obanaya was a great start. He was going to, oh, in a PPR league, he was going to be tremendous. And then Edwin Baker signed off the street, gets all the carries, gets a touchdown. What do you make sense of this Browns back? Well, you know, that's very hard. Like I said, we talked about this earlier. They they did not have a good rhythm going into this game. They had about six uh, snaps in the first quarter, and it was just a total different game plan that they wanted to do to execute against this defensive front that has been struggling. Chris Ogwenaya out of that game plan. I'm not quite sure if they trust Ogwenaya or not, but right now you're having a mix-up backfield. I would say now stay away from this Cleveland Browns backfield. It's confusing. Edwin Baker was on the Houston Texans practice squad about a week ago. Texans have a lot of talent in the running back position. Yeah, I and guess how, so. <laughs> how he comes in and pick up that game plan and, and, and starts getting going and where Chud could, Coach Chud really trusts him over Ogbenai, I'm not sure, but stay away from the Cleveland Browns, period. Yeah, tougher matchup against the Jets this week going on the road in this one. Now, Patriots backfield, Fabs, we talked about Shane Vereen earlier, still starting him as a flex, maybe a low-end number two. What about the rest of the guys? No, leave him on the waiver wire. That includes Stephen Ridley, LeGarrette Blunt. There is no one in this backfield that you can trust besides Shane Vereen, and I still trust him despite the fact that he burned me this week. The Patriots' backfield is all about committee. It's all about playing to a player's strengths. LeGarrette Blunt, he's the bruiser. He's the big guy. He's going to be the goal line guy. Vereen's going to catch the ball to the backfield. Ridley will be in there occasionally when maybe the Patriots are uh, in a safe mode where fumbling. You mean not giving them the football? Where fumbling isn't an issue. You block, Ridley. You block. All right, here's the most targeted players. Week 15, Kendall Wright, tremendous number of targets, had 150 yards receiving on Sunday. He'll be on my breakout list for next season in the offseason, but he's finishing up this year pretty strong so far. Julian Edelman, 19 targets. Danny Amendola, 14 targets. Fabs, how high do you trust both these guys next week? Edelman's been unbelievable. He's been so good this season. He's been better than Wes Welker in the second half of the season, both on the field and in fantasy. Right now, he's a wide receiver, too, in most leagues. PPR, he's right there as well. Danny Amendola, we talked about it yesterday. I said, I think he's a three and maybe a borderline two in a PPR league, and he came out and had a very successful game. And it was one of those games where you thought the Patriots would run because the Dolphins have been really good against the pass, but Bill Belichick decided, well, I'm going right at their strength. All right, so both those guys going forward. How about T.Y. Hilton, Akbar? He's been invisible for much of the season, but he did catch eight passes against the Texans. Well, you know, T.Y. Hilton has always had that special talent, especially as a slot-wide receiver. He can make things happen, especially in open space. And, you know, I thought that he really did a good job of taking advantage of some of that off-coverage that the Houston Texans were playing against him. And when you get that kind of look and to get that type of coverage, you know T.Y. Hilton is going to succeed. So I say, based on matchup, you can see how you want to plug and play T.Y. Hilton. Next week, though, is the Chiefs. Can you trust him to have a big game against the Chiefs? You know, I'm going to actually back off that Chiefs defense with T.Y. Hilton. I wouldn't put him, especially now you're getting into championship game, depending if you're playing week 16, week 17 championships. I'd actually play off of uh, T.Y. Hilton. a lot of points, though, to the Raiders. 
Yeah, well, the Raiders give up a lot of points uh, the other way, too. <laughs> Both. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so hold off on T.Y. Hilton for Week 17. Well, hopefully some of the players we just talked about helped you to victory or can be assets to you this coming week. We need to make equal time. The original title of this next bit was Players Whose Achievements Aided the Smallest Percentage of Active Fantasy Owners. Luckily for us, Adam Rank shortened it, too. That helps no one. Thank you very much, Jason. That's right. Each week we take a look back at those unheard-of players who robbed precious fantasy points from the guys we actually started on Sunday. It's a tearjerker for some curtain jerkers. A segment I like to call, That Helps No One. And let's go to the video. We will start in Oaktown. Jamal Charles already with five touchdowns at this point. He's wide open. Give it to him right there. But no. He's got it. Well, why wouldn't you go to Seth McGrath when you got a chance to go to Sean McGrath, I should say. I can't even get his name <laughs> correct because I'm so furious because I needed another touchdown. Why? Do you not want to break? Why does Andy Reid, he hates running backs, doesn't want to give him a chance to tie a record? Why is everybody afraid of tying records? You know what I say to that? That helps no one. Minnesota, we are about to get a triple play from the ghost of Chuck Foreman, the man who has the audacity to pull the 44 out of the way. The Vikings uh, retired 44, uh, right? Uh, I just get Matt Asiata from the U. U. Wait, I'm from I'm from the West Coast. I can say Utah's the U, right? Can I do that? Yeah, you can say that. Akbar loved it, but guess what? That That helps no one. Because Akbar wasn't in the playoffs anymore. Jacksonville. (laughs) Action Jackson in the backfield, but no. It's a toss to Franklin Delanor Summers from the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, who will be going to the heart of Texas Bowl. And that that helps no one. Carolina, New York Jets near the goal line. Who is it? That's right. Sheldon Richardson in the end zone. Number 81. No, no, no. Wrong. Sheldon Richardson. Actually, I'm starting him in an IDP league, but you don't get points for that. Is because Just the same way Tony Romo doesn't get points when he tackles people on his interceptions. You don't get these here. And guess what? So that's a big bet. That helps no one. Sorry, I'm losing you guys. All right, Indianapolis. All right, we're going we're gonna to play fast and loose with the rules here. I understand Andy Luck. That helps somebody. But not Griff Whalen. This is a little bit of Stanford nepotism. Oh, I'm going to drop the play for my buddy. We'll get you into the Why end zone. Why on the Ivy League of the West? I do not appreciate this because he should be throwing it to T.Y. Hilton. Because this to Griff Whalen. That helps no one. We're Boy, really that off just way off. <laughs> We're going to stay here we'll in Indianapolis. What you're about to see is one of the most disappointing things in fantasy whoa, football whoa, whoa, whoa. history. That's Trent Richardson. Trent Richardson. With the too little, too late, the touchdown. And if you saw that tweet, that was from Brandon McCarthy of who? The Arizona Diamondbacks, who was a little upset that this came after all of us who drafted him in the first round were eliminated from our fantasy playoffs. So to you, Trent Richardson, that helps no one. Boy, he was Let's busy. look at the board. Look at it. Edwin Baker's name up there. You talk about this. He scored more points for the Browns in that game, I think, than Trent Richardson did for the entire year for the Browns. Wow. Is it close? Well, can Is I just not, say this? What I, can you say, Akbar? You can I, say I think you I'm want. going to draft Sheldon Richardson as, as a good full, fullback or running back for next year. He's the Jets' best offensive player. Yes, <laughs> for what sure. Was, what was he a joke bumping around Twitter that he has more touchdowns than Hakeem Nicks now? <laughs> it's yeah. true. Like right after he started. That's very true. true. That is bad. All right. Now, remember, if you, see a tw- if you want to see your tweet featured on the show, use the hashtag, that helps no one. When you see a fantasy score that Akbar... Helps no one! All right, and it's time now for the That Helps No One award winner of the week. Can I get a drum roll, please? It should come as no oh. surprise. Oh, oh I've been oh, waiting. Hold on, hold on. I've been waiting for this one. 
<laughs> you ruined my fantasy team, my league of record. I am done. How come you didn't get the other Richardson? The other Richardson was more impressive. Because I had him in the IDP league, so I liked it. Oh, okay. All Would right. you stop? All right, sorry. All right. We're going to come back and we're going to drop some knowledge like Tony Romo drops games in December. Whoa. NFL Fantasy Live keeps on rolling. You just, you just took a- Marty Schottenheimer's coaching career was marked by winning but remembered for heartbreak. An all-new A Football Life, Marty Schottenheimer, tomorrow, 9 p.m. Eastern only on NFL Network. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Jason Smith along with all the guys. The 2013 fantasy season is almost complete, and that means time to hand out some hardware. Check out NFL.com slash Fantasy Awards all week long. Vote our Fantasy Awards in categories like Fantasy Rookie, Bust, Overall Player of the Year. Then check us out during Week 16 as we unveil our winners. Here's a look at just a few of the nominees. Monday, Comeback Fantasy Player of the Year. Fabs, who's your early favorite in this one? Man, that's got to be Sean Marino. Sean Marino was fantastic this season for fantasy owners. Fantasy bust of the year. You wouldn't believe C.J. Spiller's got competition rank, but he does. I, can we give it to all three? <laughs> <laughs> fantasy rookie of the year on Wednesday, Giovanni Bernard, Keenan Allen, Eddie Lacy making a big push late. Fantasy sophomore of the year, Andrew Luck, Josh Gordon, Russell Wilson. Aqua, who do you like in that one? Well, that's going to be a tight run between Keenan Allen and Giovanni Bernard, but I like Giovanni Bernard. I think the impact that he's had for the Bengals has been impressive. Then the big one on Friday, Fantasy Live Player of the Year, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, or a late entry, thanks to what he did yesterday, Jamal Charles. Now, we learn something every week here in NFL Fantasy Live. Experts like us, we still learn lessons constantly. So every week, we like to tell you something we picked up on Sunday. Rank, what did you learn on Sunday? I was more reaffirmed, but I'm talking about Mark Tressman. He is going to be your coach of the year. I really questioned this guy. I didn't know if he was making the right move by going to Jay Cutler when Josh McCown had played so well. But the coach, you know what? He was steadfast all along saying that when Cutler's healthy enough to return, he's going to be the quarterback, and he certainly was proven correct in that game against the Cleveland Browns. The Bears won to briefly take first place there in the NFC North, and Cutler was pretty good. Close to 300 yards. He had a number of touchdowns. Nice little pass to Alshon Jeffrey, of course, who might have done all the work on that one. But Cutler <laughs> looked pretty good. Now he's going to have a couple of weeks of, or a couple of weeks now of being the number one starter, of taking all those snaps. And this is a good guy who could go out and win a fantasy championship for you this week. He's going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. That's a pretty nice matchup. Not too bad. Not too good. And there's some other names out there, too. Kirk Cousins, another guy, Ryan Tannehill. So there's some quarterback options out there if you're scared off or if perhaps Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back or something like that. Yeah, still have some guys out there that can put up some big fantasy numbers this year. Now, th- this, is, this is serious because Akbar doesn't like to go brand name. He does. He's not a brand name guy. <laughs> but... He's going to go brand name right now. You know what? I, I, I really believe Kirk Cousins will be a name brand player for next season. And when you think about the type of production he had, remember last year when he came in and started against the Cleveland Browns, put 329 yards up in the air, two touchdowns. He comes back in his second opportunity, and he puts up a similar type of stat, 381 yards. And he's out there, and he's making big plays, not afraid to take the deep throws. He's actually going through his reads, not just stopping at the one or second read, but he's actually scanning the field. So this lets me know that he understands offense. He understands football. He can be a player, whether he's traded or whether he stays with the Washington Redskins and fight for a spot to be a starting quarterback. I think that he can be that guy. I want you to take a look at my my guys for next season as I'm starting to think since I'm out I'm not like Adam I don't have the ability to be playing for a championship I started thinking about some guys here Adrian Peterson of course will still be that number one guy but take a look at who I have now in the top 
running now. Josh Gordon is a guy that we weren't talking about as this, as much as we've been talking about him now. I like Josh Gordon. Of course, Eddie Lacy, very impressive as a young rookie, as a running back. He's a guy that I'm also aiming for as well. And you still have Arian Foster in the first round. Yes, I do. And, you know, he's just been bit by the bug of injury. He just wasn't healthy. So I'm still talking Arian Foster as a first-round running back. All right. Now, speaking of running backs, a lesson we, I learned on Sunday – I can trust, and all of us can trust, the unknown number one running back. When you know a guy is going to step in and he's going to get the lion's share of the carries, you can trust to start him in your lineup. Look at Matt Asiata. We knew he was the number one guy. 30 carries on Sunday. Only had 51 yards, but it didn't matter. You got tons of fantasy points. Jordan Todman had a great day running the football over 100 yards, receiving the football as well. If it's, it's a different story if guys aren't going to be the true number ones. Oh, this guy's going to split time, but we've seen it all season long. Bilal Powell, Bobby Rainey, Mike James, Zach Stacy stepped in when it was who knows who this guy is, if he could be any good. And suddenly, this guy becomes a star. You can trust that number one running back. The matchup is good. They're going to get the carries. It's okay. You don't have to be scared off of it. Take a look at some top performers from Sunday. And, yeah, you see some players who are up there. Running back-wise, Eddie Lacy, Matt Asiata sitting there at number eight. And, uh, Akbar, I give you credit again. You said Matt Asiata was going to get a lot of carries. You kind of undersold him. You said 15 <laughs> to 18 carries, and he had 30. Well, he had 30, but the, the, the truth is that he was a touchdown beast. I mean, he was down there in the goal line area, and he capitalized. That was the type of player he was at Utah. I mean, he was just that physical player. All right, Fabs, yesterday – you were in a huge conundrum all day long. Was, Do I go I with was. Tom Brady, Colin Kaepernick, Tom Brady, Colin Kaepernick? You went with Tom Brady and you learned a lesson. I did. Well, they both scored 20 points, so it didn't matter whichever one I went. <laughs> there was no difference. But Tom Brady is still going to be Tom Brady even without Rob Gronkowski. This was an awful matchup. The Miami Dolphins are one of the best pass defenses in the National Football League. And Tom Brady tore them apart with Julian Edelman and Danny Amendola. Heck, I can't even say anything about Shane Vereen because he didn't catch that many passes. Tom Brady is right now in the best form that he's been in all season long. He struggled earlier on, but this is a guy even against coming up, they're playing against the Baltimore Ravens. How do you sit him? All right, let's take a look at what we learned. Adam Rank told us, trust Mark Trestman, trust Jay Cutler. Kirk Cousins, a brand name, according to Akbar. You can trust the unknown number one running backs as long as they're getting the carries. And Tom Brady will be fine without Rob Gronkowski. Again, don't forget, vote NFL.com slash Fantasy Awards. We're going to reveal all our big awards coming up next week. Now, on tomorrow's show, we'll preview Fantasy Championship Week with a look at what to expect in Week 16. NFL Fantasy Live returns Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. 
Join me and my husband, big wave surfer, Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order.